Welcome to Kickstart the Conversation, where we talk about all things entrepreneurship, marketing, and business growth. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Well, then you've come to the right place. Here on Kickstart the Conversation, we have real, honest conversations about what it takes to build a successful business in today's world. No fluff, no BS, just real talk about the challenges and opportunities that come with being an entrepreneur and growing your business. Whether you're just starting out or you're a seasoned business owner, we've got something for you. From expert interviews to actionable strategies you can implement immediately, we'll help you get clarity, build momentum, and achieve your goals. So sit back, relax, and get ready to kickstart the conversation with your host, the quiz queen, Catherine O'Leary. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Kickstart the Conversation. I'm your host, Catherine O'Leary. And today I'm very excited to have my good friend, Paul Guyon, as my guest. Uh, Paul is an interesting lad. He and I have had a couple of discussions and he's a business growth expert who empowers authors, entrepreneurs, and small business owners. He's the founder of the Lead Machine Group Coaching Program and bridges the gap between online lead generation and business expansion. So um, he is also the host of Lead Machine Growth Show, which I was recently on and it's a, yeah. it's a blast. So I encourage everyone to go off and subscribe to the podcast Lead Machine Grow show. Um, and that's all about actionable strategies for uh, inspiring trailblazers. So what I like about Paul is that his core principle is always about balance and to truly scale. You know, there are those moments when we talk about, you know, those game changing massive leaps. But there's also moments when you just got to kind of hold them and be bold and be confident in what you're doing. So welcome, Paul, to kickstart the conversation. Well, yes, Catherine, thank you so much. Uh, the quiz queen in the house, yeah. We we did have an, a nice uh, chat on the show a couple of, uh, recently, a few weeks ago, I guess it was. But uh, thanks for inviting me. I appreciate it. And yes, there is a balance. Uh, we're going to be talking today about the uh, start to scale blueprint. Excellent. And, yeah. And so uh, that's really something that we had to, we actually, we did it, you know, this was years ago uh, when I was working with the airlines and I'll tell you about that in a minute, but I just recently documented it because I've been doing it for so long and I went, gosh, what am I going to talk with Catherine about? So, oh, <laughs> I know what I'm going to talk about. And so, uh, so this is recent, recent, this is fresh off the, off the uh, presses, but I've been doing it for 30 years. So uh, I love that. Fun. Yeah. I love that. Hot off the presses, folks. Um, you heard it here first. You know, right. um, breaking news. Um, so let's let's talk a little bit about this start to scale blueprint. Can you can you break down those the balance between those incremental actions and those giant massive leaps? Because I think that as entrepreneurs, as we grow, we always think that they have to be these massive leaps. And sometimes it's just the day by day stuff, or sometimes it's you know we get so stuck in the day by day stuff that we forget to take the big leaps. So it's, I think it's a little bit of both, but I would love to hear your yeah. thoughts on that. Well, it, it is a balance. And, and since I'm a, I'm into music, I'm a drummer and I like the metaphor of the rhythm to growth. I mean, a business, especially for solo entrepreneurs, it's, it's all about you. And it's, it's about, uh, you know, that 
there's there's a balance between your life and between between your business. But there's it's like a song. There's a melody. There's a chorus. There's a verse. There's a structure to it, and there's a beat that that underlies the whole thing. And there are moments when the soloist takes over, and there's soaring highs, and then there's quiet. And so I think of the business in that in in that way. Uh, just because it's fun for me to do that, uh, and, and since I love music so much, and it's just part of my soul. Uh, so, like you said, balance is a key, uh, and knowing when to leap is extremely important. And let me break that down for you. And first yeah. of all, this is a framework for growth. There, there are a number of components to it, and there are a number of ways that you can figure out. Oh, what should I be working on? And we'll get to that. But by way of story, I'm working with uh, a client who is doing a 12-month-long SEO strategy. They recently re, uh, rebuilt their, their website, and it wasn't ranking as well as they'd like. Beautiful website, uh, and they, they're actually doing content marketing, which they weren't doing before. And so they were doing a lot of things right. Uh, and so this SEO strategy is, a, is an incremental action that we're just doing little small tweaks over time okay and it's just like when you when you you're driving through your neighborhood and there's a pond in the springtime and there's there's water it's nice shimmering water it's clear and then all of a sudden one day you drive by and then boom there's lily pads all over the surface of the water now those lily pads didn't grow overnight they incrementally grew they grew every little bit a day just a little teeny bit under the surface. And so that's what this SEO project is. They're doing these little little tiny corrections, fixing things that are that are relevant to the uh, technology and to the keywords and all that. Well, they had recently they had an opportunity which was a huge PR push, which would have flooded their their uh, potentially flooded their website with traffic. And I advised them to to let's get the conversions down, let's get the metrics down, let's know what our conversion rates are based on this project, so that when we do scale, because we can't, we can scale whenever we want. Just we, we need, we'll just go pay for for advertising, and we can scale then. And so uh, they took my advice, and and they're focusing on, they're going to continue with the project, and they're going to work on focusing, uh, getting those conversions right. So they weren't ready to leap yet. But they're doing all the things necessary to take care to take advantage of that leap when they're ready. Now, entrepreneurs don't necessarily like that. It was hard to swallow that because it would have been, you know, prestigious, and you know, the the, the CEO didn't didn't really understand uh, until we broke it down for him and said, "Yeah, you, you'd be wasting your money and your time, and the team's time. The team is the resources we have are limited, and they're focusing on." these tasks here and that's preparing for growth and we're already seeing actually i was looking at earlier today i was we're seeing a double in the in the uh the traffic that we're getting year over year and the downloads for um the request for quote and that's almost doubled and so the the revenue was they were looking at doubling their revenue from their web from their website year over year and and so they're going in that right direction right. so the, the ceo is happy with that but you know they're a little disappointed because they it would have been a feather in their cap to be to be to do this PR thing. But those those opportunities will come around again, right? So that that's the thing is that 
Like it's one thing to like everyone talks about scaling and, and like, you know, the, 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 you got to scale, you got to scale. And I get that. But when you don't have the foundation behind you, um, you end up with a lot of duct tape and bubble gum in the back office yeah. and that <laughs> breaks. Right. And and then you have a, a poor customer experience or client experience. I mean, there's there's such a thing as scaling too fast, I think. Exactly. And. I think I might have lost my job over that 15 years ago ah. because and that leads into the next part of this, this discussion is yeah. Scaling too fast. Number one, you burn out your employees. Number two, you can lose customer loyalty. You can lose customers. You can lose supplier loyalty. You can damage your reputation. Those are all soft things, but they're they're real bottom line results in effective, negative effect on, on all those things. And you know, with your reputation, I mean that's that's everything for us for an entrepreneur is your reputation. Yeah. And so you you've got to know when to leap. So getting on to that is the methodology for knowing when to leap and knowing what to work on, what to scale. How do I know what to scale? Well, I have a process, I have two two methodologies. One is for startups, okay, or for when there's new, there's new, um, a new product or service. Mm-hmm. It's called SAM, and it simply simplify, automate, measure, and manage. But a lot of times you don't know what to simplify, what to measure, uh, and then there's mass, which is measure, automate, simplify, and sustain. So if you're if you're a business who's already got service delivery, you've already got some mature processes, and uh, you're trying to take it to the next level. Uh, before you can really make an improvement in your processes, you have to you have to measure first. You have to establish that baseline measurement so mm-hmm. that you know that whatever process it is that you're uh, that you're working on, you can actually improve it. Right. So let's get back to Sam though, because. Um, Oh, and there's one thing I wanted to mention. How do you know what to work on? You use what I call the 10x method. It's a process stress test. Okay. And what you do is you imagine that you have 10 times the amount of business that you have today. And then you examine your business processes, service delivery, lead generation, uh, fulfillment, um, customer service, shipping, receiving, purchasing, all those things that make up your business, no matter what it is. This works for every business. And you say, well, where are the stresses going to be if I have 10x the business here? It, you know, it's 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 easy to manage that. So, oh well, gosh, I'm doing all my all my invoicing by hand. I've got to I've got to do something there. I'm, I might have to invest in some software. I might have to um, hire a, an administrative assistant or all those kinds of things. So this that that stress test tells you what to work on. So back in the um, in the '90s, I was working for a company, a logistics company, and the salesperson was looking for business, looking for different innovative ways. We were delivering pharmaceutical samples to pharmaceutical sales reps, and we had a okay. process. We had a process where um, we would ship truckloads of of these samples, and we'd have to prove chain of custody because they're controlled substances and all of that. And and then we 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 bring them into a market, to a vendor, a mom and pop vendor would warehouse it and make appointments and deliver to the sales rep. Well, anyways, that was a pretty mature process. 
my salesperson had a friend who worked for American Airlines and they had a problem. You ever, you ever travel? You ever lose your yep. bag? Yep. Okay. So you, you go down to the baggage service and say, Hey, you lost my bag. Well, imagine Delta Airlines was, was our first customer. They had, you know, uh, 60 stations, they call them stations, their airports. Uh, and they had mom and pop vendors coming to get the bags and make deliveries. And they would invoice the airlines and each one of them, you know, there were hundreds of invoices every week and there was no, there was no auditing of rates. There was no uh, performance measurements. There was no operational efficiencies. Who knew who was the vendor of the week? Whoever brought the pizza to the station man manager was, was who was mm -hmm. going to get the business. So what we did is we, we looked at that process and we said, how can we run this? How can we help them? Streamline this process without managing every single delivery. Right. And then we said, well, we need to manage by exception, which we were already doing. Uh, we need to simplify the rates so we could audit the rates easily. So we simplified the rates. We, uh, we, we established zones around based on zip codes around each, each city. Uh, and we went and negotiated with vendors and we, we vetted the vendors we taught them how we wanted to uh, do business. We made sure they had the insurance, they had uniforms, they had signage, they had uh, had badges and all that stuff. And then the vendors would then go whenever whenever they would go to the airport, pick up the bags, and they would have a ticket, which had it's called a baggage delivery order. They would use that to make the delivery. Then they would go to our system online, and they'd say, "We deliver to." 30321, which is the zip code of, of the address with, of the, where they made that delivery. And our rate, our system automatically rated it and said, that's a $22 delivery. So boom, it was rated. So imagine this, we had this going on in 12 cities for Delta Airlines. And the first invoice that we did was 600,000, but there was only one invoice. There wasn't hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of invoices that they had to wade through, which cost them about $48 per invoice to process, by the way. So we were saving them millions of dollars. We, we gave them uh, better service. We managed all the vendors. We managed their performance. We managed the invoicing. We paid them all. It was all electronic. There was no paper involved except for that baggage, that baggage uh, delivery order. So we simplified the process. We automated it. We had an online system so they could uh, check in the deliveries. Uh, all the uh, the transactions were audited. The rates were on file. They they could if they charged a a different rate, we had to approve it. Our logistics analysts would approve that rate before we'd pay them, mm -hmm. and we would audit them. And so, and then we would sweep the whole system. And every two weeks, we'd given given an invoice. Right. So. We grew that. Our first invoice was six hundred thousand for two weeks. We grew that to United, to American, to U.S. Airways, Delta Airlines, Air France, and so on and so on. For in four years, we went to forty million in annual sales mm -hmm. to the airlines just by using that process. And so then, and this is this is where it really gets exciting, is we took that that invoice audit and payment process and we moved it over to our other business line for the pharmaceuticals and so now we are auditing all of their rates that we were saving all you know and we were working with Pfizer and Merck and yeah. Eli Lilly giants and we were doing the same thing so we had we had this huge scale 
and we had this um, very few people were needed to run it because it was all automated. So we had 40, 40 or $50 million in revenue with um, a dozen people running it. Yeah, that's genius. Yeah. That is genius. And the cool thing is it's it's called Logitrack. It was a system that I built um, when I was in the in my back in my programming days. It's still in use. So okay. if you've ever if you've ever uh, traveled on one of the major airlines and you've lost a bag, one of our vendors, and of course we don't I don't work for that company anymore, and they they since sold that off and they took Logitrack with them. But one of our vendors uh, was likely made that delivery. So I understand how that works for like a, a really large corporation. How does that same process work for a solopreneur? Good, good question. So another of my clients, um, there, they were about twelve, they had a team of twelve people or so, uh, and when I started working with them the sales department was always complaining that the art department was never on time. And I said, well, what is on time? How long does it take? How long should, should it take? And so we started measuring it. This was in 2005. Well, we started measuring it and we, we discovered that they were in the eighties in the mid eighties and so what we did is we looked at the processes that were delivering the scheduling, the um, the pre-flighting of, of the um, the design, and we improved the way that salespeople just uh, communicated with what kind of design that they needed. And um, so we were able to, to know what processes were affecting that on-time performance. And some of some of it was staffing. And um, so that's that's one way that we use and that we use the mass product for that or methodology for that um, because of we had to start somewhere we needed a starting place so that that works for um, any size business any size business when you have if you want to improve something you have to measure it first and then once you measure measure it you can see well this is my baseline you take that 10x stress test and say okay where what are my processes of for delivery uh, or service delivery. What 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 would break? Uh, if, if I'm a solo entrepreneur, let's take a podcaster for instance. Uh, a podcaster has to make appointments, has to get guests on their show. They have to um, edit the audio and the video. They have to put their commercials on it. They have to post it to their website. They have to promote it. They you know if they're if they're doing content marketing. They need to break that up into slice and slice and dice that into a bunch of different uh, different um, pieces of content to 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 promote their business. So there's a huge bottlenecks there. So mm -hmm. when you examine that process, what most likely the entrepreneur, the thing that lights them up, is what we're doing right now. We're talking yeah. about how how we can improve other people's lives and our own lives, and uh, so that's what lights me up. That's what I want to be doing. I want to be coaching and I want to be, you know, having these kinds of discussions because they're valuable. Uh, so all that other stuff as a, as a solo entrepreneur, those are things that if I uh, systematize them, I can outsource them. Mm -hmm. And that's where when, when you, um, when you realize that I was just on a, a, 
podcast yesterday, and uh, the guy was very creative, but he was able to systematize. He created 300 songs in six months, and he took that that discipline and that system systemization uh, uh, skill that he had, and he applied it to a business. And now he has a podcast agency uh, that does that production side of of the podcast for people. And there there are a lot of businesses like that 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 take those things off the plate so that the solo entrepreneur can focus on uh, what lights them up and what you know what uh, where they can actually have the most impact with uh with their audience and so does this this process that you take that you coach people through then is that helping them understand exactly where they should be offloading or what incremental actions they should be taking like where to focus um hey you know what it's time for the big leap um let's let's talk about that is that is that the coaching that you're doing the coaching that i'm doing and and yes that's part of it The, the coaching that i'm doing is uh to help them take advantage of, to, to build lead magnets or actually lead machines that can take advantage of and get them leads online so that most of my, most of my clients are coaches. Mm-hmm. And so what their, what their desire is to get them to get someone to do a session with them or, or download their lead magnet. So uh, they download their lead magnet. And then the next, the next thing they do is they offer a, a free session or, or get a quiz Mm-hmm. Or whatever that might be to get them into their world, and uh, so I help them build those lead machines. And most of my clients really, really don't understand the technology that's needed and the marketing messaging that's needed to uh, to make that happen. So they they're stuck. They mm-hmm. they they, can't, they know they need it. You know, they're either they're just starting out. They've already they've already had some success. And uh, they've got some clients. They want to scale. They want to have a group coaching program. Uh, they're already doing one-on-one, but it's hard to fill that group. It's hard to get people to come to their webinars uh, because they don't have have those chops uh, down yet. And and the the technology is usually the biggest stumbling block. So, so I love this because yeah, because because I think that there are two there are two sides of the same coin for marketing. There's yeah. the there's the creative kind of copywriting and you know graphic design and and that yeah. you know that kind of that engagement side of things but then there is the other side that a lot of people forget about and and this is where the rubber hits the road really is the measurement side is the ab testing is the yeah. the data work is like measure it and benchmark it and make it and then optimize it and that's like everyone's so focused on getting the right words and, and, you know, doing all this like clever stuff, if you will. Um, And they're not as focused on, on getting into like, where in my funnel am I losing people and how can I close that gap? And, um, or, you know, can, can this ad be performing better? Um, Well, you don't know that until you test something else against it and so on. So I love that, that you're kind of taking that, that kind of the, measurement side of things and that you know the technology side of things to fill out what a lot of people think marketing is yeah and in and that part of it really is incremental i call it the power of incremental action and, and think of the lily pads that that metaphor the lily pads if you if you take deliberate action every day to towards that goal uh, you're going to have a massive result at some point and so don't get discouraged when 
you know, you've got to go through and yes, you've got to, you've got to know how many people have been to your website and you need to know how many people downloaded it and took certain actions. And you need to know that number. Uh, and you need to know what kind of revenue that's representing to your business. You have to know those numbers and it takes time. And sometimes you do go off and you do pay and do some paid ads or you do uh, some guest blogging or you, you guest on a podcast and um, to get a, a surge of traffic. So you could, so you have enough visits to your website so you can measure that. Sometimes you have to do that incrementally and say, okay, I'm not ready to mass. I'm doing a pilot. I'm doing a pilot here to test out uh, my lead magnet and my conversion rates. And okay, okay, now, oh, hey, it's working. I've got a 5%. Well, now, now I can, I can reliably, uh, you know, scale yeah. that up or, or start, start sending traffic to that offer. Yeah. You don't want to turn the faucet on something that's not actually converting. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and so, and that's a huge mistake that, that so many people make and, and they, you know, they they don't, they don't know who our, their customers are, or they don't really, they're not really solving the right problem or, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's a lot, of, there's a lot of incremental uh, looping that needs to happen to get that right. And that could be frustrating. It can be frustrating, but you know, like, like the entrepreneurs that, that are, that I talk to and that it's, it's a marathon, it's not a sprint. Yeah. And that requires you to like, you're constantly looking at like, am I talking to my ideal client? Cause as you grow and your business grows, you might actually be moving your ideal client, you know, like that avatar or that, you know, the messaging and so on. You, you learn as you go. So you should always be going back and saying, you know, like, not not every day, but like you know, on a regular basis, going back yeah. and doing a stress test on some of the assumptions that you've made, for sure. Yeah. So, um, excellent. So Paul, Absolutely. what I love what I love to do in the last kind of five minutes of our of our talk here is just uh-huh. kind of brainstorm a little bit of a quiz for your business. For your business. And what and I would love to do is love- talk about almost like a not market readiness score, but like mark like a marketing technology score. Like, you know, what, what is, what is your readiness, um, like your measurement readiness? It's not the right words. Cause that's not like, that's not what people at 3am wake up thinking, right? They don't wake up thinking at 3am. Oh my gosh. How do I get, how do I optimize my marketing? How about ready to scale, assess your coaching business with a 10 S pro 10 X process stress test. It's a little long. It's a little long, but I like <laughs> I it. I like it. Yeah. Um, so what's your, um, stress test score, you know, something like that. Um, and then you could, you could take people through a couple of questions to say, what process do you have already in place? Um, you know, where are you struggling? And then you can offer a couple of different solutions for, you know, maybe it's a high, medium, low, um, kind of scoring system or, um, you know, a, um, you know, this part of your, like, you know, front end, middle end or front end, middle or, you know, back end of your marketing so that you could, uh, you could actually target people with, oh, you know what you, mm, yeah, we need to talk. Cause you need, before you start to put money behind this, cause this is what a lot of people do. They put money behind paid ads and their system isn't ready for it. And so yeah. you don't get yeah. the return on investment because your conversions aren't right. And, and yeah. so before you do that, you need to stress test your, your system. I love that. Yeah. And so are you ready? You're scale ready. Are you, is your coaching business scale ready? 
What's your, yeah. what's your, what's your growth scale score? Yeah. Or yeah. Your scalability like quotient or something like that. Yeah. 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 So, well, yeah. I knew you were going to ask me, I knew you were going to ask me that question. And since I was just documenting this, this uh, process, I thought, you know what people, people could use a, a workbook and then, but I hadn't thought of a quiz and that's brilliant. Yeah. That's and then the, and then the, each of the results could be customized to each of your customers' actual needs, so you're meeting them where they're at, right? So yeah, you're not so offering, uh, you know, an advanced solution to somebody that needs, you know, a little bit more handholding at the front end. Yeah, and you know, I have a list of potential processes, but those are more for, um, and every business has. You know, you've got to pay the bills. You've got to, uh, yeah. you've got to get clients. You've got to, uh, you got to fire clients. You've got to take customer service. Uh, you've got to, you know, you've got to go to the bank. You've, you've got to, you've got to report. There's a bunch of processes that every business should have, even though, even if you're only a solo entrepreneur. But there are some core processes that I think that people are super, super interested in. And lead generation is one of them. Absolutely. And, and which is why I, I picked lead generation for my topic and for my, the topic of my show. And, and um, so that might be a, a real good focus. Also, it just happens to be the topic of your free gift. So tell us a little bit more about your free gift. Oh, what was the free gift? Was it, it the, was uh, join the lead magnet magic challenge and say goodbye to oh, yeah. magnet struggles and hello to attracting your ideal clients, which sounds like I wrote this to be honest. So tell us a little bit more about that. Well, sure. It, it's a, uh, it's five days. It, it's, um, 10 to 15 minutes a day. We we have really easy to um to do um takeaways each day. So you're so you're making some progress towards first we I we identify the audience and we we look at their what problems they might be having, what what you can solve. And and then we talk about what would be an ideal lead magnet. A, a checklist or a resource guide are usually the the, the most simple things, but it depends yep. on where you're at. Uh and then we we talk about the the seven elements of a landing page. Uh, what a good we, and we 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 build headlines, we build bullet points, and we and we take you through that whole process. And and then then we once we have all that, then we look at email marketing. So we need to deliver the lead magnet. We need to follow up. We have to have a follow up message, and we need to make an offer. So there's a thank you page and an offer, and then we put it all together with the technology that you need. And uh, we do that all in five days. Wow. Cause it, and this, I love this because a lead magnet is more than just the checklist, more than just the, like, it's not, it's more than just the ebook or the PDF. There's a whole bunch of stuff at the uh, behind the scenes that yeah. you really have to have, right? Cause a lead magnet that doesn't go anywhere, just like, like nobody's going to do anything with it. Like if it leads them to a dead end, then they're stuck. So you got to have, you got to have that, you know, the email deliverability, you've got to have the, the landing page is huge. So like being able to, yeah. um, to really understand what the landing page needs to look like is, um, that's, that's like a whole course onto its own, um, it is. It or is. several courses. So I, I love that. So anyone who's listening, um, those, that link will be in the show notes, um, and I encourage you to absolutely take advantage of that. Cause that's, that's a lot of information in five days. So, um, that that's awesome. Um, and thank you, Paul, for being with us, uh, today and, uh, just, uh, any final words on, on, for the audience today? Well, thank you again, 
life is a balance. Business is a balance. Uh, I think you need to know when to leap and when to when to uh, do incremental action. I think the superpower of of entrepreneurs is incremental action. Entrepreneurs, the ones who are successful, they do the things that people, other people who aren't successful, don't want to do. And it's hard. It's 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 it can be lonely. People won't understand you. Uh, but if you keep chipping away at doing those little things, eventually you'll have that success. And you got to believe in it. You've just you just got to keep you got to keep at it because entrepreneur being an entrepreneur is one of the most rewarding things I, I think that I've ever done. And uh, I think I think your your uh, your audience probably feels that same way. So keep at it and. And faith and action go hand in hand. So, you know, keep the pedal to the metal. I love that. Right? Keep the pedal to the metal. Well, thank you so much, Paul. And I agree, entrepreneurship is not for the faint of heart, but once you're in there, no. um, you'll get you'll get the bug and you'll get hooked. Um, so anyways, mm-hmm. thank you everyone for listening to us at uh, Kickstart the Conversation yet again. Can't wait to uh, talk with you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, that's it for today's episode of Kickstart the Conversation. Thank you so much for tuning in and spending your time with us. We hope you found our discussion about leads, lists, and leveraging relationships helpful. As we've learned, asking well-designed questions is the key to kickstarting conversations with your ideal clients, building authentic relationships, and ultimately driving more sales. So get out there and start asking those intentional questions. Your ideal clients are waiting for you. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. While you're at it, leave a rating and review and be sure to share it with your friends. We have lots of great conversations coming up every week that you won't want to miss. Until next time, keep asking great questions and kickstarting those conversations.